But you would build up a tolerance if Cheetos Flamin' Hot wanted to sponsor the podcast. I Absolutely. would eat the shit out of that That's all day long if that <laughs> if they wanted. I'd be like breakfast Cheetos. Yes. I'm tagging them in this clip. We're yeah. making this happen. I would eat them morning, noon, and night. We are rolling, baby. Episode twenty-six. That's nuts. That is absolutely crazy. Twenty-six. Last but, no. episode, we had Mr. Kyle Steele, K. Sizzle, the marketing man, myth, and legend. When you're around him, do you not feel like your level of excitement and energy is so just great explodes? to have around the human golden retriever? I tell you what, <laughs> he is That's so accurate. I love it him. Is, He's right? so awesome. I love him. If, well, if and, no, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, he is, I, I just met him <clears throat> today or when we recorded the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> shh, shh, the secret's out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, John. <laughs> oh, Should man. we go back and edit that? I knew Hollywood was a lie. Um, All a lie. He is so energetic on camera, and I've seen so many people who are different on camera than they are in person, and he was the exact same person off camera. 24 seven. And he gave us pointers on our business and dude, just, he practiced what he, what he preaches and yeah. He yeah. He's yeah. already energy all the time. one of my favorite people. Whether you are a client or a vendor that is listening, I cannot stress the importance of having somebody like him in your corner, yeah. just a great advocate for everything that you're doing in life. And, um, yeah, just, uh, a man of many talents. Fun sure. guy. Just a fun dude to yes. be around. Yes. So before we dive in, I got I got two questions that come in. Uh oh. Okay. That need to be addressed. Line. They got to be addressed. It's it's kind of crazy that we're getting this far into the series of <laughs> podcast episodes before. So the top two questions we get in are first of all, are my are uh, <laughs> I called you Miley? <laughs> Is Miley Cyrus? No, that's you guys' uh, celebrity Hollywood celebrity. Mm-hmm. The yeah. reason I'm getting confused is because uh. The, the question is, are you guys married? <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We are. Okay. We are. We seven B- children. Business. Cat is yeah. out of the bag. Surprise. Well, because I think people, they see the clips. They m- might not listen to all the episodes. So I think that's well, where it gets confusing. It's funny because my husband does not want to be on social media. doesn't love it. So all the photos I have with another man are <laughs> with you and I. And some of them were like. Yeah. So it would be very, um, yeah, it, it would be very easy to think that we're a couple. For sure. But we're I, not, sadly. We're how, however, the wedding married. industry is full of husband and wife duos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see a lot of husband and wife duos in photography and cinematography and um, a lot of husband and wife venue owners. You know, Megan has always been like a big sister to me, mm-hmm. kind of a mentor. I'm older too. I'd just a little bit older. Little just brother. a little bit. Yeah, I'm her annoying little brother that That's more like <laughs> always asks for help. Uh, but <laughs> but I I understand the perception because yeah, I think with a lot of the clips and a lot of the pictures, like you said, it's it's you and I. Yeah. It's Ann yeah. and Ellis. It is. It's the two of us together. I'm great friends with his lovely wife Melissa and know her very well. You are friends with my Husband Brian, know him very well, but yes. uh, we'll have to have them on the podcast. And, yes, you should do that. And, uh, we, have, we have talked about that a few times. I, I would love to see how Melissa operates on a podcast. I don't know if she would like freeze up or if she would get really comfortable. I think if it was all of us. Yeah, we would for sure do 90% yeah. of the talking still. I mean, Brian might say 
three things. Yes, no, and uh-huh. maybe. And I still yeah. want to get your True. kids on the podcast yes. and interview them. They want you to. You can sit behind the scenes, and I'm going to ask them a few oh, questions. I would struggle. I'd be Especially Jack, I'd be like, I would have to prep him. We would have to have a, a reaction camera that yeah, we go to for sure. That's so you true. get Megan's reactions to some of the answers. It'd be a lot of this. Yeah, Asher's all no. about how many subscribers we have. Oh, uh, he have is? Have okay. your subscribers been going up? Because oh. he watches those god-awful videos on YouTube of... <laughs> what he watches is fine. He's not watching, like, violent things and a ton of explicit you know, language elements. And I, I, I tend to police that as much as I possibly can. But they have stumbled across YouTube shorts. And so they're... I mean, it's insane. Yeah. YouTube is... I said the F word Crazy. in front of your daughter in our meeting yesterday. Oh, she's so. used to that. I know. I'm probably, YouTube is nothing compared she'll to be, coming to staff meeting. She'll be cussing like, <laughs> exactly. She'll be That's awesome. cussing like a sailor when she's yeah. 10 years old. I know. I wasn't mad. I just, sometimes it comes out. And uh, my grandma uh, passed away at, uh, eight, nine years ago. But when I was a kid, she always said, when you're a grandma, you can say that and because she did and she said sometimes no other word feels right i'm not a grandmother but i've been sometimes no other words it's not feel it's work like, other than <laughs> sure some of the cuss words and sometimes you just you yeah and so i said she was sitting at the table at staff meeting yesterday and i dropped an f-bomb and i felt bad but so i got that right. that reminds me of something real quick um my grandpa <clears throat> him and my grandma always would play cards so they quit smoking early 2000s. And so every time they wanted to smoke, they'd play cards. And so they kept score. And my grandpa was behind by like thousands of points, <laughs> like literally thousands of points. Wow. But my grandma would do something and he would throw his cards down. He'd be like, damn it, woman. <laughs> and it was never disrespectful, whatever. Fast forward, I'm engaged to my wife. We're playing cards and she is smoking me at this game. And I throw the cards down. And I go, damn it, woman. Just totally out of not not disrespectful. It was just something that was like a... <laughs> it's in your blood. Yeah. It's, yeah. And uh, she looks at me like, what the hell did you just say to me? And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Boy, my grandpa. <laughs> we still got married. So everything's good. Everything's but, good. Got to be careful. Yeah. Got to be careful. You play cards now. You're just very gentle. Yep, yeah. 100%. What card game did they play? Um, Rummy. Never I don't know that. how to play rummy. Yeah, rummy. I like cards, but I hate the process of learning how to play. Yeah, to it's play annoying. New card games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like super simple games. Like, yeah. you know, the bridge or those. Are, I'm like, I don't have the. No, I want really simple, like garbage. Have you ever played garbage? Uh, That's a really no, super easy I don't think fun so. game. Yeah, I mean, I played your I typical drinking games, but I've not learned how to play like euchre or pepper. Yeah, Pepper's the big one that we're into. Now. We play hand and foot with our friends down in Arkansas. That's a really fun one. You need seven, six or seven decks of cards to play it, but Ooh, that okay. that's a really fun. That's one. a fun game. Okay, mm -hmm. I love games. I love playing games. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, I'm not into like the super complicated. And uh, we were just joking at that reminded me of Easter. Uh, I was telling you at staff meeting like our family conversations at Easter go <laughs> south real fast. I don't think we're the typical family, but we've always loved playing games. That's what we do at every family gathering. And my brother, who you know, like super quiet, sweet, you know, we were reminiscing at Easter about how one time as kids, family, we were playing Trivial Pursuit. That's our game we love to play. And he got so mad because I was winning. He came around the table 
and choked me. Wow. Uh, yeah. oh I cannot gosh. see your brother doing that. Just choked me out right there. That is crazy. I think I yeah. have said... I mean, he was little. It wasn't like yesterday. I think I've heard Okay, so words. he wasn't an adult. <laughs> no. Okay, he was a kid. Okay, good. Because how, how, uh, how much younger is he than you? Michael and I are six years apart. Six years apart. And he okay. and he are 10 years apart. Wow. Yeah, we're six years apart. So he would have probably... And I mean, poor kid growing up with two sisters. Oh, it was poor kid. He didn't... Yeah struggled but having us as sisters but yeah he was probably eight nine okay somewhere and i'm frustration sure was, got the best yeah, of him i'm sure i was being you know a brat and he no. came around and choked me oh my gosh <laughs> choked me out because i was winning so i yeah i can Jeez. understand that like fire yeah. that your grandpa had yeah, yeah. so no win. we're not together okay we not are married. very good friends so brother sister relationship. Yes. So that leads us into a question don't number joke. two. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the jujitsu uh, videos of Riley. I'm wouldn't mess with. I know, right? Um, so the second question is, why did you pick your middle names for the business name? And so I was like, well, that you know, Ellis is Riley's middle name, Anne is Megan's middle name, and I would imagine this was my guess. I would imagine they're in the wedding industry, and that they picked. A more feminine sounding name because that's mm -hmm. just my assessment. Yeah. And then somebody was like, well, Riley's also a girl's name. Girls too, and dogs. So you could have just done Riley and Megan. So, anyways, the question is why Ann and Ellis? I don't know if maybe you have a different, you know, remembering this. I mean, we just, I don't know that there was a lot of, I don't want to say there was no thought, but. It just sounded good to us, and it represented mm -hmm. us. I don't know if it was anything beyond that. Do you remember? I would agree. I think we were so eager to get this idea out and in, into the universe that we just felt, okay, well, what's your middle name? Okay, what's yours? Got Anna it. Ellis. Anna Ellis. That nice. works. This spot works. Cool. Let's yep. do it. And then my middle name, Ellis, is also my dad's and his dad's. And his dad's, and then it's Asher's. So, but yeah, I think Ellis has kind of a vibe to it. And Riley, for sure. I mean, I can't tell you how many bridesmaids that I've worked with where their first name is Riley. I don't know if I've had, I've had a couple grooms named Riley, but a lot of dogs and a lot of women are <laughs> named Riley. Oh my God. Just makes sense. Yeah. And I'm R I L E Y. I see a lot of R I E L L E Y. You know, like R Y L E E. A lot of different variations, but I'm the old school. Yours is the right strong way, Strong Irish think. name. Yeah. Yours is the right, and the Megan, I'm the right way to spell Megan. Yeah. Let's just be real about that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I think that just made sense for us. I don't think we wanted to call it like the Riley and Megan show. Or, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit too on the little, nose. Yeah. That felt a little <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too <Yeah>. much. <laughs> but, and then people, yeah, it has a little mystery. Where did Anna ask just why we got that question? Yeah. We like to be mysterious, John. That's right. Yeah. I've heard so many people say Annie oh, and Ellis. Annie Ellis. and Ellis. I did that Annie when you guys Ellis. were on our podcast back in... Yeah. <laughs> oh, you did? I, I did, I don't yeah. know if I know me. And I was like, well, at least people know that this is authentic and we're not editing sure. it because I sure. left it in. Yes. <laughs> Annie and Ellis. Annie and Ellis. I mean, it is the... Yeah, it is. It but see, I would way. never... I know Say my Annie. mama chose it that way. I don't know. But yeah, it's Anne. A lot of people do. I don't correct them necessarily. I'm just like, it's okay. I think maybe because it just, if you look at it fast, it kind of looks like an eye. There, It kind of looks like yeah. an eye. If you yeah. look yeah. fast and you're squinting. Yeah. 
And you're blind and you can't see and you're it. you're blind in both eyes. You're looking the other way. Right. Then you look. But it is Anne and Ellis. Anne and Ellis. Anne and, and Ellis. And then, then you have to say it fast and it's like, yeah. Anne Ellis. Anne and Ellis. Or no, we just slur it all together. We're thinking about maybe removing events. Yeah, because we're, what are we? And we've been talking about, you know, we're not, we, part of our business is hosting events, but we are so much more than that. We're educators, consultants. Yeah. And we're not really an event planning company. Mm-mm. We're more of an event consulting mm-hmm. firm, kind of an agency mixed with kind of, I mean, we do day of coordination, yes, yeah. but that's not all we do. Yeah, so. we have a, uh, we're expanding our platform into what we do. Yes, Super we exciting things coming in the next few months. Uh, for clients, for vendors, but yeah, we're not. We do have boots on the ground events, but we uh, have a lot more than that yeah, too. So. Got a lot of lot of uh, buckets that we're filling throughout Absolutely. the months for sure. And then we are also going to establish an Ann and Ellis podcast hotline. Call us. And and a Call big us. reason for that we we've had some great uh, listeners reach out post podcast off off of even some of the clips that have been posted about asking a question yeah. you know have, have crazy things happened to you during a wedding and uh, oh have they and so i instead of me trying to paraphrase the messages that were sent because some of them are are really long i thought it would be really fun mm-hmm. to offer up here here's a hotline you don't have to put your name we're not going to say who it was and we might not even know who it is yeah, but then they can not speak their truth and, and, and talk about the stories that they've had and uh, we can play them on the podcast and that'll ask be us readily available. You know, yeah. if you want to ask us a question, that'd be a great way mm-hmm. to do it so we can answer it. Um, and then we've talked about, we're going to do some lives. Yes. So which will be really fun to do uh, live podcasts or shows or whatever you'd call it, I guess. But that will yeah. be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. Trying to figure out if we're going to do it on like YouTube Live or if we're going to use like Discord. There is Crowdcast. There's a lot of different platforms that you can use that bring listeners together and they can create kind of a a chat room and then mixed with the stuff that we're doing. So yeah, a lot of things we're doing collectively and some things we're going to be doing separately and just building up our brand with things that really excite us. Yeah. Because I love doing this. I, I think do if too. there was anything I do too. that we were to do all day, every day, it would be just sit and talk. Things like this. Hang out. Yeah. Go figure. Sitting and talking is enjoyable. It yeah. is. And Enneagram three right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And ideas <laughs> and creativity. Yeah. You know, what they don't see off camera is you know, we sit and have these great conversations about business and life and things off camera, and then we come and still do it on camera, yes. you know, and it is truly just a group of people, business owners and friends and like-minded people yes. sitting in a room. Um, yeah, and the guests that we've brought on, we've got some other guests planned for the future. It's it's just a lot of fun. Uh, one of the things that Kyle turned us on to, or me, because I, uh, I didn't, never had these, didn't know about it, and we're going to... Yeah, so on his One Minute Wednesday, so number one, go back and listen to the Kyle Steele episode. I promise you, you will love it. Yes. He puts out a One Minute Wednesday. It's obviously on Wednesday, and it's obviously One Minute, hence the name. But he will post that on Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, watching that guy stay so consistent on the things that he 
is putting out is wild. And that One Minute Wednesday segment is growing so quickly. And on one of those One Minute Wednesdays, he had talked about the uh, the the birth of Flaming Hot Cheetos. And if if you notice when you go to a, sco- a store, there's Flaming Hot Doritos, there's Flaming Hot, I think, Ruffles, there's Flaming Hot Mac and Cheese, there's Flaming Hot, I think, was it, uh, was it Burger King? Don't quote me on oh, that. Yeah, they that did, did like flaming hot chicken finger fr- things. fries or whatever those are called. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I'm uh, sure yeah, he he is just such a fun guy, such great energy. And he has the one minute Wednesday, and I think he also has one minute wisdom, yes, too. And if you're whoever you are, but business owners, I mean, he's just like this wealth of information, he's the best. And so he told us the story about the flaming hot Cheetos on the last episode. And after, you know, the cameras went off, everyone's like, I'm, cl- I'm craving those now. And I've never had them. <laughs> that is so wild to me that you haven't. So why why is that? Just... I don't I I don't know that it sounds appealing to me. Do you like but regular Cheetos? Yeah, love them. And you never thought to no, get No, I just, hot. the Flamin' Hot does doesn't sound great to me, but I think I'm going to become a believer. Because You're going to like them. Every, okay, so here we go. I feel the like The red should... Cheeto dust will stay on your fingers for three weeks, but outside of that, you're I'm going to move the, the microphone away so you don't. No, we went, we need to hear the crunch. I'm gonna what is that? Just what is... People on TikTok need to. That's yeah, is that what ASMR or what yeah. is that? One? Yeah. <laughs> How annoying is that right now? Yeah, people, are, people are in their car. Just you want some? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Listening to that crunch. <laughs> Trying to find their phone. How many? Um, I, might, I feel like I need a couple. Yeah, really, you should. Do you like them? It's hot already, though. This might be too much. They make extra hot. No. I love them. They're so good. I can't stand myself. Oh, it's okay. People are, this is not the weirdest thing on, this is on the internet. <laughs> so when I was working at a printing press right out of high school, they are hot. Mm-hmm. They're good, but they're hot, you guys. I, I was working with um, uh, some Hispanic gentlemen, and I went into the break room, as you often do on your break, and they had a bag of flaming hot Cheetos, and then they had this habanero sauce and they were putting the habanero sauce in the bag of the flaming hot cheetos and closed the bag and were shaking it up and i would see them do this like every day and so i finally asked to try some it was the hottest <laughs> shit mistake. i've ever had them and they're eating it like it is nothing it's crazy <laughs> how people can some people can tolerate that level of spice my husband can he, he, the hotter the better. It's wow. like the word, the lips, your lips burn. You've stopped tasting like your food 10 minutes ago. And he's like, what? You guys I, should do a, a, a riff on the hot ones. Have you seen the YouTube yes. show no, Hot Ones? No. Is that Sean Evans? Yeah, I think so. So he, um, he interviews a celebrity guest, but they, whoops, they do that at different in, uh, levels of hot wings and it gets oh. all the way up to like scorched earth yeah. or something. <laughs> And uh, is it yeah. a Guy Fieri? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. He went the whole time without Didn't drinking even, anything. Yeah. Yeah. But Gordon Ramsay, he got up and left at yeah. one point and was like, I got to I got to go I to the mean, Some of that stuff is on another <laughs> level that dangerous. you just cannot tolerate that. So the fact that Guy did that is unbelievable. I to me. couldn't do that. OK, these are good. They're probably a little hot for my liking. OK, because I mean, I was that's too, fair. I was too in and I needed water. Does that mm. make me a big weenie? No. Are no you comment. two in and you need? <laughs> no comment. Yeah. My daughter will eat pretty They're hot good. stuff. Like 
Asher is really sensitive to that for whatever reason, but Isla can, she can handle her own for sure. They're good, but I feel like if I would, like every couple, I would need water. Yeah. Just to be, but maybe that's the experience you want. I mean, if it's not, if it wasn't, they are flaming hot. They are good. But you would build up a tolerance if Cheetos flaming hot wanted to sponsor the podcast. Absolutely. I would eat the shit out of that that's all day long if that's <laughs> if they wanted. I'd be it. like breakfast Cheetos. Yes. I'm tagging them in this clip. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're making this happen. <laughs> I would eat them morning, noon, and night. When I wake up, I choose flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> and a cup of coffee. I look at my fingers all the yeah. time. Or you put the the flaming hot Cheetos in the coffee filter and yeah. make. Oh yeah, yeah flaming hot coffee. You can flaming hot anything. You can do anything you want with. I would hot. be. I'd be like, that's the best thing I've ever had. If they want to sponsor, <laughs> and I wouldn't even be lying. I would just be constantly having my mouth burning. Yes, it'd be fine. It'd be totally fine. Were there any other questions? Any other? No, those, uh, those were the okay. two main ones. Oh, we'll have so, more questions for the next mystery time. Mystery solved for people out in the the listening audience. Yes, we're not married. Our middle names. We just thought they sounded cool. Yeah, is that fair to At say? At least to us. Yeah, I know. People are like, "That's stupid." <laughs> There's a lot of things we think is cool and a great idea, and you know, I think <laughs> with we... the outside, <laughs> outside looking in things. I don't know. Have you ever thought an idea I've had? Be honest. You're like, that is so dumb. I, I, now that I know you pretty well, I can tell when you're like on board excited or when you're not. No, nothing like, dumb. Really no, bad. but mm-hmm. you kind of give me a like, hmm. You do one of those if you're like, well, that's your like, stop. If, if I have a hard time reverse engineering it, uh-huh. that's where I'm like, uh, I'm starting to get a little stressed out. My anxiety's going up just a little bit because I can't figure out how to get to like the baseline of what this is. But never anything where it's been like, what a terrible idea, and I just didn't say it. But I think all of the ideas that we have tend to come from a similar place. It's it's usually like, usually a lot of the ideas that we have, it's trying to make something better. It's like our intentions are good, yeah. but the but the path to get there is... Yeah. Uh, is 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 maybe a little bit difficult. I'll never forget. I was it was the it was a first for me, but I um was a part of a I I was leading a focus group. Mm. And so I was pitching this idea of venue consulting. This would have been 2017, I think. And I had this idea of basically a business model, if you will, that I had for scaling a venue consulting uh firm. And so a friend of mine got a bunch of people in a room. I want to say it was like 15 people, maybe 20. Then I was, I was the only person in that room without a college degree. You know, everybody had their MBAs and they owned businesses, but they were all really interested in hearing what I had to say. So I stood up, head of the table, 20 some other people that were there, and I presented. And the whole time I'm presenting, I'm thinking to myself, man, how crazy is this that here I am, a Kirkwood Community College dropout that is running on just pure passion. Yeah. <laughs> pure passion. And there there were there were definitely some blind spots that I didn't see in that business model, but I just I think about that moment all the time when it comes to these ideas. Like you have to start somewhere. And if you're willing to put yourself in a position where some people might come at you with very harsh criticism or feedback. You can either A, let that affect you and let your flame die out, or it helps strengthen that flame mm-hmm. and learn from that. Because a lot of the crit- critique and criticism I think that we've gotten 
for the people that that mean a lot to us in our life, they're always coming from a good place. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, give me passion over experience totally. any day when I'm totally. working with somebody. And uh, I, I agree with you. And I think I, I did a post a uh, few days ago about being an Enneagram 7. And one of the things I'm, I'm passionate about a lot and will go into things with not a lot of experience and mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me. And one thing I saw somewhere on the internet said something about things that stifle sevens are like, just because you can't do it or visualize it, don't tell me I can't. Right. And I think you're that way too. It's just like, just because you can't see it, there's a lot of people who can't see a vision or see a way to get through something. Don't let your critique be, it's not possible. Ask questions. Right. I love getting questions asked because it helps give me clarity For sure. on what path I want to go down. For sure. Don't tell me it's not possible. So I love it. I love the passion versus the experience. I haven't had experience in a darn thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> pitch pitch meetings are fun. I, uh-huh. I like to pitch. Yeah. I like to pitch in a room full of either non-believers or those that have no idea what I'm even talking about trying to to sell them. You yeah. know, the art of an elevator pitch mixed with the art of having a really solid pitch put together that you can last 30 minutes in a conference room trying to explain your idea or your vision. I get it. it it's such a unique high. Yes. When you get on, when when you get involved in that. Yeah, it is. And you know what I think about what we do and our platform and who our audience is and what we're doing and we always talk about selling as education and I think even today, our episode, we've been talking about how to share this with people. It's you know kind of how to have a dream wedding or yeah. a memorable wedding and and what are those things? And it comes from a place of let us educate you and share our passion about what we want for you and what we know works. And that's what we do all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, with vendors and clients, we just want to share our passion with you, our excitement and our experience. It's yeah, and we do that in business. We do that with our clients, with vendor friends, with yeah. people. Uh, we do it all day long. So it comes naturally to us. And that I do. It's a lot of fun. If I can get a couple excited about possibilities for their day and what what it will feel like and uh, what will really probably be important to them long term, yeah. having been through tons of weddings, I think that's super fun. Well, you hit the nail on the head in regards to how things are going to feel. Yeah. I think there's a... a um, not not enough emphasis has been casted on getting your wedding to feel a certain way. Because everybody goes after the obvious when they start thinking about a dream wedding. Because we are entering into wedding season for sure. And and it's it's a really exciting time when you know that the next six, seven months are gonna be full of of joyous mm-hmm. celebrations. Everybody that gets engaged and they start planning a wedding, I feel, tend to want the same thing. They want it to be, you know, fun. I hear that all the time, as generic as that sounds. We want our day to be fun. We want our day to be laid back. When when you, I'll, I'll ask you, you give more tours than I do. When you start having a conversation with a couple, what are some words that they typically use to describe their day when you ask them like so what do you want your day to feel like what what do they say exactly what you said fun fun laid back um stress-free uh that's what they want that's the feeling that they want they want everybody to come and have a good time and every time i hear uh relaxed and laid back then i said then we need to 
plan more on the front end, then you that's where the work comes in. We'll plan, 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 plan so that it feels relaxed. Mm -hmm. People get it twisted and think that they don't need help and that they, you know, that the planning part, it shouldn't be stressful, but you have to work with a professional who knows how things are going to flow. Otherwise, the day is not going to feel fun and laid yes. back. It's going to feel disorganized and disconnected. And so, yeah, I, that's one of our, our couple's biggest wishes, I think. I agree. I think the lack of, what am I trying to say here? I think stress starts to arise very quickly when a client has to make uneducated decisions Great. and they have to start making choices where they don't even know what the correct answer is. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that makes our lives more stressful in the world of weddings yeah. is when we have clients that are getting stressed out and they are um, conveying a very emotional response to things that they just simply don't know. Yeah. And it, it kills me when I hear even wedding vendors say that it's impossible to have a wedding that is that 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 is stress free. I think that's complete crap. I think if if any client that is engaged, and I mean this wholeheartedly, if you're out there and you're engaged and you want to spend one hour with us, I promise you, I can provide you and Megan can provide you a blueprint to give you damn near a stress free experience yeah. that the day would be extremely enjoyable. You just have to be willing to be open minded and have a high level of trust and mitigate the amount of choices and decisions that you want to make. And a lot of the clients that I work with, they don't want to have to make a ton of decisions. No. Just because you hire even a planner or whoever, that doesn't get you out of making decisions. It's up to that planner and coordinator and companies like ours that can create this really solid baseline of education and transparency to say, this is what it's going to be. This is what it could be. And let me educate you on the things that you're saying. Here's how that translates into our yeah, world. Absolutely. And it's funny. You talk about tours. One of the biggest things I notice from tours, and I always say that's okay, is I'll go through part of the, the tour and I'll say, do you have any questions? And I don't get many. Mm -hmm. And I look at them and I say, you may not even know the questions to ask. And I think a lot of couples don't. You know, you can go on wedding websites and print out a generic list of questions that's not really what you, the heart of what you need to get at. Your tour, we've done podcasts about what makes a great tour. I won't go down that whole rabbit hole, but couples don't necessarily know what questions to ask, and uh, and that's okay. That's why you work with professionals and and you're hopefully touring a venue that can guide you along the way. And I think that's what I'm. One of the things I'm most excited about is for some of the things that we have coming in the future, we're going to give you access to so many cost-effective ways to work with us mm -hmm. to just be told and educated in the things you didn't even know that you needed to know. Yeah. And that we could just guide you, like you said, give you the blueprint in so many ways that things to think about so that you can have yeah. that, that dream wedding. So for you... Today, what we're talking a lot about is the way the, the dream wedding should feel and what creates that. And mm. for every couple, it's different, right? And you and I even have different, we talked about this, different perspectives on what um, a dream wedding feels like. So what does a dream wedding feel like to you? What is one of the most important parts of a dream wedding for you? Yeah, it's a good question. 
you know, I, I had a great time at our wedding. We got married back in 2012, June 23rd. I have it tattooed actually right here. Um, so I'll never forget our anniversary. There you go. I, That's do, I have so no smart. excuse. <laughs> Melissa Marie 6, 23, 12. I felt like both Melissa and I went into the day just being so thankful that oh, the people who decided to travel from out of state and those that near and far came to celebrate with us. So number one, I felt, and I know I speak for Melissa, a lot of gratitude and we were just on cloud nine the whole day. Mm -hmm. I was really nervous uh, seeing her for the first time. We did the first look. I was extremely emotional, but that got rid of all of my nerves just seeing her. Yeah. And I'm great. so happy that we did that versus waiting until I watched her come down. I wish there's a lot of power that comes with that moment as well, but then we were able to get a bunch of pictures and stuff taken. So it saved us a lot of time. Number one, a dream wedding for me is feeling a, 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 an extraordinary amount of gratitude. It's making sure that your guests are having a good time. Um, I always equate wedding receptions, they're, they're of higher importance and of higher meaning, obviously, but it's no different in regards to that same care that you want to give to your guests as, as inviting a bunch of your close friends and family over for an event at your house. Yeah. And if, if you invited them over for, let's say, a Super Bowl party, okay? So as the couple that invited all of these family and friends, maybe there's 30 of them, and they're over at your house, and your job is to facilitate a positive experience for them, you would be really integrated into conversations that are happening, making sure that the temperature in the house is good to go, making sure that everybody has uh, access to drinks and to food, and they know where the restroom is at and where they can hang their coats, facilitating an experience. What you wouldn't do, at least in my opinion, and I'm sure yours, is you invite all these people over and then you as the couple go in the bathroom and just hide and then put your ear up to the door being like, I wonder if they're having a good time out there. Okay, I hear some laughs. That's a good thing. Okay, they're doing this. Okay, oh, they found the food. There's the dip. They found the nachos. You wouldn't do that. No. So why would that be any different for a wedding? And when I talk with couples, I tell them the importance of being integrated into your event and how that translates into a quote dream wedding. Because I think a lot of people hear dream wedding and they think of a wedding that is in the high six figures. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. No. That's where your choices come into play. It's a decision and choice that you're making if you're wanting a higher end wedding venue mm -hmm. that facilitates a lot of those things. There is a cost involved, a really good DJ that can help facilitate a great client and guest experience. That's a decision that you're making. An extravagant amount of floral and decor, that's a decision that you're making. Nobody's forcing any engaged couple to do this. I think they're just conditioned in some way, shape, or form to feel like you have to stretch a little bit outside of your budget to get your wedding to feel a certain way, and that is just simply not true. All the more reason why our platform that we're building online is going to give these no bullshit approaches to to your day. And obviously, a high level of floral, a high level of decor, a beautiful venue, a great DJ, that's going to absolutely enhance the experience, no question. But it's really important now more than ever to really compartmentalize what a dream wedding means to you. Mm -hmm. So again, I 
love feeling like the people around me are having a great time, which I think is just, again, gratitude. Thanks for coming. Good music. Music sets the vibe. It sets the tone. It changes and shifts the energy in the room. I feel like you have to have a level of music. It was always really helpful when you have somebody that is there to not only play the music and choose music to help your guest acclimate to the vibe and atmosphere that you're trying to set. It's really stressful, again, if you're going to be in charge of the playlist and making sure your Spotify selection holds up. It probably won't. You're constantly shifting. And as a couple, do you want to be on your iPhone hooked up to Bluetooth making sure, oh, that song didn't work? Let me... And then you're missing out on 17 people you could be talking to that traveled from Pennsylvania to be here. Now you're not really showing that level of gratitude. You could just delegate that responsibility. Um, and then outside of that food, mm-hmm. making sure that you either A, have food that is there that is maybe a reflection of you as the couple. Maybe food is a binding tie between how you met. Maybe you make it a point once a week once a month to go on a date night and you tend to go to these three spots and you always get tacos or always get this or you get that and then you can maybe funnel that into your wedding. So that gives you an extension of who you are to your guests and they will understand that kind of your essence is there and recognized. And then outside of that, it's it's the timeline. You know, when yeah. anytime I hear somebody tell me, I want it to be fun, laid back and stress free. To me, that's all timeline, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all timeline, because you can create and we've talked about timelines before, but I, I feel like timelines are 70, 75 percent um, of the dictative factor that leads into your guest and client experience. I agree. And I think when we're talking about dream wedding, what and what we're trying to express today is less there's things that on the table and, you know, that can create a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more about that feeling that you have in the moment, that feeling that you walk away with as a guest or a couple. You know, there's things that play more into the feel and the experience than flowers and decorations and all that. I love that. But they're an aesthetic. Yes. They're not a feeling necessarily. And as someone could argue that and say it feels, it, sure, luxurious. It feels this way because of those kind of things. But... The feeling comes from when you said the gratitude, the other thought thing I thought of is you feel it as the couple, but how can you express it to a guest? Because as a guest, a feeling comes from knowing you are appreciated and you're wanted, you know, you're wanted there. And so I we always and we're gonna pull from lots of other pieces of advice that we've given, but one saying a few quick words mm-hmm. um, in a speech, one or one of or both of you to truly let people know. Um, that you're grateful and you're thankful that they're there, being integrated into the day. Like you said, don't go hide in the bathroom. Yeah. Be out, be present, be talking to people, be on the dance floor, right? Your guests want to be near you. So again, if you were at a Super Bowl party and I hid in the bathroom, like you, that changes the whole feeling of the day. If the host is there and excited that you're there, like you said, uh, having people feel like their connection to you, food's a great way to do that. Yeah. Food and drink, right? Your favorite beers or uh, whatever. I love all that. That creates, I'm already like just swooning over the feeling that that will give you from your your wedding. I love it. I think it's really important when you're engaged in planning a wedding that you try to hold the things and the feelings that mean the most to you um, of the highest importance. Again, peace and gratitude and excitement and, and joy. That's what the tradition of marriage, that's, that's, 
that's what it's all about, mm -hmm. right? Celebration, joy, excitement, um, again, gratitude. And, and that's, it's, it's hard in, in today's world because you do, you have, and I, and I say that a lot, but it's true Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, everybody has the newest trend, at least in their mind. Everybody's doing this now and nobody's doing that now. And now you got to do this and now you should never do that. What I love most about going on like a decor or design website or even a venue website is when you see the approach they take in regards to here's all here here's all of the in-house amenities. Mm -hmm. Here's here's things that are exclusive to this venue and hopefully the exclusive elements to a venue bring a lot of value to all of their clients. That's the only reason why you should be having something that's exclusive is that it brings value to everybody that books it. But what I love most is when they have different tiers and they label them as upgrades or enhancements. Mm -hmm. I love enhancements. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can get a really flashy dance floor or you can have that over the top floral. Mm -hmm. You can have the over the top. These wouldn't be necessarily all in a decor design website, but catering websites where here's some upgraded or enhancements, upgraded options or enhancements, past appetizers versus them all just being played and you grab them yourself. But as long as the, as the client knows and understands that these are still choices that you're making and that they will absolutely play a huge role in your budget. And now's not the time to get all stressed out because you chose to go the upgraded route yeah, and the enhanced route. All of those things cost money. Will they enhance your event? Absolutely. They should if it's a reputable company that's been doing it a sure. long time and they're standing really close by their, their enhancements and how they do it. But there's no point in getting stressed out over those things. If you're feeling uncomfortable, like, oh, we did not plan to spend this much. What do we back up, mm -hmm. recenter, figure out, is this bringing us joy and gratitude and excitement? Do we have to have this? Right. And if we don't, again, those things are enhancements. They're not what's going to give you those tangible like feelings of gratitude and joy um, in the day itself. There's other ways to do that that have nothing to do with cost. It's yeah. about being present. It's about acknowledging your guests and being grateful. It's being with them. Um, it's really enjoying uh, the celebration. It's it's coming into it as relaxed as you can and having fun. I, I think those things, people kind of look over that. They think the, the things that I put on the table, the way the room looks, the food that I ordered, like that's the feeling. Yeah. That's not the feeling. The feeling comes from a lot of other elements for sure. Yeah. For and, sure. and who you have involved. I, I cannot yeah. stress that enough is taking your time and figuring out, okay, so if you're engaged and, and, and some people have very short engagements mm -hmm. and they want to get married that same year. And maybe it's because they're moving out of state and a member of the couple or both of them, um, got a new job and they're, they have, they're dictated by the fact they got to get married pretty quickly. And now you're at the mercy of what's available and the resources that are available. I'm sure that's stressful. If you don't have to do that, there's nothing wrong with stretching out your engagement a little bit mm -hmm. to get what you want, whether that's maybe saving up some more money or having some more conversations with those that are involved in the planning process financially, and then really being able to take your time going through some DJs and going through some venues and going through some caterers and having a couple tastings and checking out, you know, this or that, you know, with our company, we try to streamline 
and save you a ton of time in those things by getting you what you're what you're wanting based on what you're telling us, really fine tuning that. Because again, the more, the more you're interviewing a thousand DJs and a thousand florists and this and that, it's just, it becomes almost so overwhelming that it takes away from that enjoyment and, and excitement. Absolutely. Yep. And that can happen just like that, by the way, yeah. because you hop on Instagram and everybody's marketing their products and their services. How do you sift through the ones that meet a budget? Right. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. And that's where, like you said, you have to trust. And when you hire a vendor, you have to trust that vendor. That's where I think people stress themselves out unnecessarily yep. or they think it's supposed to be stressful. If you hired a reputable um, vendor that came, you know, you you felt a good connection, they came highly recommended, you should let them do their job. We've talked about that before and eliminate that stress. So I, I think all of those elements will add to the the feeling that you're after. I because when people say dream wedding, what makes a dream wedding? I think it's again, what emotion did you walk away from with that day? That you know, that's really what what you're after, right? Uh, and there's elements that play into that. I think for me, when I think of a dream wedding, I think of the experiences around it. Mm. So I think of the day itself, and and I'm, a, I'm an experienced person. I love, you know, um, doing almost anything, right? I, I can find joy in that. I think the day goes so fast, or it can. I've been telling couples more and more, try to enjoy all the experiences leading up to it that week. Can you, the day after, can you stretch out the experience of your wedding, yep. right? I think if you looked back and said, and again, this doesn't have to be expensive. This can be... Let's coordinate um, a grill out the you know on the a welcoming party and a grill out on the Thursday and then Friday we've got rehearsal dinner and Saturday is our wedding and Sunday if people want to they can go play golf and we'll have a brunch and you don't have to pay for all those things you're just offering experiences to your guests and if you did that and really enjoyed yourself and make it things you want to do of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have a, a different feeling from your wedding. You're going to get to see people more, spend time with them, talk to them. Um, you know, I mean, I, I just think having more experiences around the day is really going to enhance that feeling. To me, that'd be a dream wedding. And, and there is a fine line between offering up added experiences and still – staying true to who you want around you in those moments. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's the toughest part. I mean, there's so many difficult parts about navigating wedding planning for sure. Your guest count, you can invite the third cousin or you're going to stop at second cousins or you're going to stop at first cousins. Yeah. You're going to invite that person. You're going to invite that person. It's, it's yeah. really tough. Who do you really want to be there with you? It's probably a fairly small group of people. Mm-hmm. Or if you're really family oriented and you can't wait to see your cousins from you know, North Carolina. Awesome. Make sure those people are there. If you have people on your guest list that you don't know and you're not interested in spending time with, why, you know, why it is weird and it can be a deeper conversation and not as easy of of a conversation as we're making it because there's family dynamics involved. But man, if you're talking about, did I have my dream wedding and I was surrounded by 50 people I don't even really know or w- didn't want to be around. That's a big, you know, that's a big hard no for me. Like yeah. that, they shouldn't be on the the guest list. And then, like you said, it trickles down into everything else, the cost, 
um, having a ton of people is hard to be integrated and grateful and attentive and show gratitude to that many people. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with a big wedding. If you, if that's you and you love that all those people are around and that speaks to your heart, you should do that. If if you're questioning that at all. And then don't complain that it's expensive no. though. Yeah, right. Because no. you could do everything on a budget, on a shoestring budget, but you start adding a bunch of people. It's going to be expensive. It's just going to be, it just is going to be expensive. And now in my opinion, you're cutting so many corners that diminishes the guest experience. Mm -hmm. It just does. So there's nothing wrong with being very refined, dare I say. Very thoughtful about your guest count. Very, um, keeping it tight and close yeah. is going to be beneficial in so many ways. Yeah, it is. There's so many weird things about this industry that it's like tradition that goes back years and years and years and years and years and that we just kind of like, yeah, there's just, it's just what, what you do. do. We just invite aunts and uncles that we have never, we haven't seen in 15 years, but they're family. You got to invite them. No, you don't. I don't know. It's a wedding. It's like, this is, is there anything more intimate than a wedding? Is there anything more intimate than having People watch two other people get married and yeah, vow to be the, together for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Like, just think about that for a I mean, second. Maybe the birth of your child. Are you going to invite cousin Rob that you've never seen over? Like, right. hey, come, you know, come to right. the hospital. Come, like, that's Probably a super not. intimate moment. <laughs> Weddings are too. Yeah, they Weddings really are. are. It is. It's. It's. I think for whatever reason. People are just conditioned to think that you have to invite, like, how would you not invite your family? It's like invite members of your family that you see and you love and you connect with. Like, what's the level of connection? What's the degree of connection that you have yes. with your with your guests? I agree. And and so there's it's weird. It's always been weird to me. It is weird. That is weird. And there's elements of tradition that are beautiful, and a lot of that goes back to religious um, elements, and I, and I love that. But I think overall, what I love about weddings, and I think people should feel more comfortable doing, is just kind of bucking the system a little bit. And really, again, if you're thinking about a dream wedding, you know what does that really mean to you? It is. Do you feel? weird sitting up at a head table having dinner would you rather be you know what what feels right to you like pick apart all those things that we're supposed to do yeah and what feels right and what doesn't feel right do you feel is it fun to stand up and cut a cake because that was a special cake and you know or does that feel like super awkward to you don't do it yeah take it i mean yeah. and we talk that way to our clients when we sit and when we you know talk through in the very beginning i say i'm going to ask you questions about all the things that can be done, none of this is a have to. And we walk through the tradition um, and it's like, okay. and I can see some couples just like get uncomfortable, but then don't do that. Yeah. Or don't, you don't have to do that or this or that. I think, um, man, we could just totally disrupt the industry by saying, here's just different things I that, you know, should or shouldn't happen or well, people I, I, should I, do what they like. I think there's ways now, things that we're going to be working on, that it's almost like a personality test. Oh, yeah, I love that. Where it's like before you even start planning, before you even start looking at venues and trying to establish a budget and sitting down with mom and dad and talking about this and the dress, da, 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 pause. Why don't you take this survey, if you will, that gets to the heart of who you are as individuals, who you are as a couple, 
And where are the consistencies between the things that mean the most to you in your relationship, things that mean the most to you as we start talking about the actual wedding? And let's see the commonalities first and yes. foremost. And then from there, you have the intel and information to start making decisions to say, okay, we're not going to compromise in this department. And clearly speaking, here's why. And here's areas that we thought you just kind of had to do these things. Like, no, why? Based on who you are and what you just said and what you listed that apparently means a ton to you, this doesn't line up. Well, we feel pressure to do that. Why? That, that's a fun thing that I love to do with clients. I like to ask why. And here's the interesting thing as we're picking this apart and diving in is a lot of couples are opposites, right? Mm-hmm. Melissa likes a big crowd and likes to be around a lot of people. You don't. Yeah, well, yeah, agreed. Melissa likes a big crowd, but she would never speak in front of a big crowd. Sure. I don't like being in the midst of a big crowd, but I can speak in front of a big crowd, no problem. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So if we were planning our wedding, going back and planning our wedding, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't have the hands- answers right here, right now, but I think you can take that information to say, okay, well, here's some... Su- so you're almost... I feel like we're explaining a business idea out in the middle of podcast. Turn off I have to this, all this. Stop it right now so no one steals our idea. But imagine if you are prompted <laughs> with... Yeah. It's like choose your own adventure. Yeah. Based on what you just told us, boom, here's some recommendations. Okay, I like option C. Okay, now you go four layers deep. Boom. Now this is what that could mean. Now you should stop here. And so it's like this this journey in your map of getting to the heart of who you are. Because that that's my thing, and I know you agree, is your wedding and your celebration should be a reflection of you as the couple. Right. It should not be a reflection of your parents. It should not be a reflection of your wedding party. It should not be a reflection of a wedding planner. It should be a reflection of you guys. Yeah. And anybody else that says different, you're wrong. Because I, I've seen so many... And I get fired up about you this. You are getting because, fired up because, right now. You're sitting up. Well, it's just, yeah, listen, these right. important these, these moments are so enjoyable to be immersed in. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that every client understands that anything is possible if you can just navigate this together and you really stay true to your budget and you stay true to what's important. I promise you your wedding is going to feel like a dream wedding. It will because I would hate for nothing more than a client to post wedding day after go, okay, we're in debt up to our eyeballs. We didn't really have a good time because we just went with the status quo and did what we thought we needed to do. So like for someone like Melissa, maybe you should have done a private ceremony with just your parents. You know, she doesn't like talking in front of people. Maybe that would have been an element that she could have like centered in more if it was really you know just even just the two of you and efficient or just your parents or whoever instead of everybody being there right mm-hmm. if you don't like to speak in front of people are you even going to remember your actual saying the vows because you were so nervous yeah. you, you know i don't know you know it's interesting our wedding felt it, it was fantastic and it felt very official like that was the vibe like like when you when you're because okay. we got married in a church mm-hmm. and you're up there and you know, she's in a dress, I'm in a tux, got our wedding. Like it was very like, this is what you do. Like we're getting married. This is what you do. Everything felt right because mm-hmm. it, it was right for us. We did our vow renewal in June, our 10-year vow renewal. That's mm-hmm. there. It was beautiful. Not only did that feel right, it felt like us. Like it felt... Yes. It felt very intimate, yes, but it was like a whole new dimension of like the why we did it 
was so front facing to us, then our wedding, which is we're in love, we're engaged. I clearly want to spend the rest of my life with you. You want to spend the rest of your life with me. Um, hopefully she still feels that way. Uh, <laughs> <She> <laughs> <does. Yeah. laughs> that's, that feels like that's what you do. And, and, and it's just kind of status quo. The renewal is like, this is us. Yeah. And I've, so that's something that I challenge couples, like figure out things that are you and that, and, and create an emotion that, that surrounds your day that you can look back on your wedding 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, whatever, that still felt like you and it wasn't like, this is just what we did. 100%. I think there'd be, and we have lots of couples we can ask and we have, we've started down this path a little bit. Nobody probably can better articulate what a dream wedding feels like than a couple who's done a vow renewal. Yeah. Because it's the same sort of event, right? But it's definitely more you. It's definitely less of just the expectation it's more, I want to renew that vow in a way that's more centered to, to yeah. who we are, right? And the first wedding can be, like you said, very just formal and traditional and, and going that route. Um, and I think there's also ways as a couple, I love this idea of you're probably very different. Most couples are, right? I This is so interesting. So I heard this in my chiropractor's office yesterday of all places. Hopefully it doesn't know. crack me up. I wasn't ready. <laughs> for a joke just yet too soon no um i was actually talking to one of my friends who listens and he's like i love the jokes he's like we have to wait till the end so feel free to throw those before jokes you in the tell middle. your story let me get adjusted okay as they keep on coming so what we, my chiropractor and i were literally talking we were talking about marriage and all this stuff and he said there was a study and i believe him because he's a he's really a doctor right you can be on, depending on the topic, if you need to be a doctor, you are, it works out well for all of us. But he said there was a study done, and this is just weird in itself, but where a, hundred, a whole bunch of men had to go out and get workout, get sweaty, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And then random men, random women were, had to go around and this is so weird, but smell the men. Okay. The women had to smell the men? Had to smell the guys. Like so they're sweaty. Yep. Yep. And the and it was you're smelling them to like be who would you pick to marry who's your mate who do you mm -hmm. connect with right he said one hundred percent of the time the woman picked the man that DNA whatever scientific how that works with your body was the opposite of her wow okay so that's probably some sort of like long term evolution keep the population yeah, going, right? Yeah, that you're yeah. completely the opposite um, as far as DNA alignment so that, you know, you and I don't have the same diseases and spread that on down the line, right? And just from the smelling. So I was like, that is so weird that somebody at the core of their DNA was so different yeah. from the other person. And that's who they like 100% of the time picked. And I think you pick a mate a lot of time. Now I'm talking like a scientist, pick a mate. But there's probably partner. There's probably a level. Riley's the only scientist, by the way, here. Yes, I my so. lab coat I, what, is in my truck. I can't be. What? What can I be? Yes. What am I? I'm gonna start saying whatever it. Riley isn't, which is not a lot. <laughs> I can. Just I'm a man be, of many hats. I can just just be ask me. me. I can just be me. I can't yeah. be anything else official. But need I, some advice? Just ask me on, on any topic, medical, legal, yeah. anything else. I don't know. Yeah. Ask me. Don't listen to me. There's a big. He's a there. financial advisor. Yes. 
Yes. Every basketball coach. I sign everything with disclaimer. Like, here's my advice. Probably do the opposite, but if you take 2% of what I just said, you could start take a company it and run with it. Do the opposite. Literally, yeah. the advice I give you, do exactly the opposite. You'll be successful. Well, I'm sure there is a level of um, the whole like pheromones and what you're attracted to and things for reproduction. Yeah, right. right exactly. For continuing the, uh, the population in a yeah. healthy manner. I just went down a weird tangent, but what I was going for is that you tend to pick someone who's opposite from you in a lot of ways. And so when you're like my husband and I at our wedding, we are complete opposites. So he doesn't like to be around a lot of people. I do from, you know, so how, but how could we come there? But there's points where we could come together, right? Right. On, again, he would love to do a golf outing the day before the wedding and that would be his vibe. And, you know, so there's ways you can come together, but that really makes sense to take the time to dig into you as a couple, what feels like you, versus what's expected of you and put those elements. Agreed. You know who we should have on? We should have on a marriage and family therapist, like somebody who can really study mm-hmm. and has studied the like the origins of, of how two people connect and you bring children into the world and how all of that is shaped. Because it's, it is wild when you mm-hmm. think about marriage – so you're committing to somebody forever and then you bring kids in <laughs> and then like that keeps the world turning. Like that is so important. It's just, I think wow. about weird things like that all the time. Yeah. Like things that we just, yeah, you're married. Yeah, you're this, you're that. Like if we ever just stopped and be like, man, this Well, and this when did the institution crazy. of marriage, I mean, like when did that become a thing? Because I mean, if we get really, you know, technical and scientific reproduction, uh, you know, of continuing the world and the population. But when did marriage to say you're with one person? I mean, I mean, to get primal, I mean, animals mate with, except for some, there's what geese keep the, their. Yeah. I don't know partner. how that works, but I, I know you're, yeah. Right. So that's interesting. That's like, you're picking one person. And yeah. I mean, that's not always true. There's divorce or whatever, but the idea behind the premise of it is you're with one person forever and ever. Yeah. And it's, you it's, create, yeah, it's just. And it's something that is just so normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm we going got, with any of that, well, but it's no, just, I, I think I, it's I, important I, to stop sometimes and be like, we're, we're so ingrained in the wedding industry. Weddings, 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 marriage, marriage, marriage. Like, for how sure. How did that even happen? How, yeah. yeah I anyways. mean, that's been happening for, it'd be interesting to go way, way back. And then a therapist to say like, what, what do most couples struggle with in, the you know engagements planning the wedding the first year of marriage what does marriage look like after 25 yeah. years of marriage what do you see along the whole path of and what works and what doesn't well i think religion had a lot to do with marriage and then another layer is the government getting involved which is for taxes and an established household and it's a better way to keep up of uh, like the census and census right the mm-hmm. census bureau kind mm-hmm. of how many people live in a house together in this so i think there's just a lot of Maybe in their minds, it's like it's structure or something, yeah. which is also really weird too. Yeah. <laughs> we can spend tax we could go Yeah, down. this needs to be an episode. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to bring either like a an economist or like we we need to have like an economist mixed with like a marriage therapist or just I don't know. I think that'd be a really mm-hmm. fascinating. It would be to us. It would 100%. be one hundred percent. It would be and absolutely because yeah. It, so again, that going back to the experience and couples being different fundamentally and probably families being different too and wanting different things. But I I love so much where you were going with that, where it's just 
being really authentic to who you are. And um, I hope that as we go along and provide more information, if you are planning a wedding, you're going, you know, that you can take pieces from the education we provide and, but still really carve out your own path. Yeah, I would agree. I I would encourage everybody planning a wedding to be cool, be calm, be collected, stay in love, understand why you're having, Mm -hmm. again, you're choosing to get married. Yeah. Never forget why you're choosing this yeah. and stay true to who you are as a couple because your wedding will come and go. You guys will last forever. And then you start bringing children into the world and you think you have it all figured out as a couple. Wait until the kids come in. You enter a whole new, nope. whole new world. So it's crazy. Take your time. It's be crazy. cool. Don't stress. A friend of mine just bought a brand new car from a dealership, gets in the car, drives it off the lot. It's stuck in reverse. Like the tra- brand new car. Yeah. I said, well, there's no going back now. <laughs> <laughs>